Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever Four Sides podcast. I'm so glad you decided to hit that link or play button and join me today. You may have seen a link posted on Facebook or Twitter. If you did, that probably means that you know me in real life. If not, and you somehow randomly found me on Podbean, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Caleb Carter, and I actively attend independent wrestling shows, or what some of you wrestling fans may call the Indies. I've been actively attending wrestling shows since 2016 when a wrestling company called Cape Championship Wrestling opened in my local area of Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Most of you, again, that are listening probably know me from CCW, or you may know me from other shows in the St. Louis area like Glory Pro Wrestling or St. Louis Anarchy, and I've been to Chicago a few times, so... Maybe there's even some people up there that are listening that know me personally. Why did I decide to start this podcast? Well, this is honestly something that I've wanted to do for a very long time. Arguably since CCW first started, but I just didn't really have the time or the resources to do it. Nor the passion, but now I do. So basically with this, I want to share my experiences at wrestling events, rather they be good experiences, bad experiences, or just funny ones in general, because some of you that know me know that I'm such a funny guy, or I think so. But most of all, I want to help promote some of the best wrestling shows around, while also just sharing my thoughts on wrestling in general. So when you listen to this podcast, you can expect to hear reviews and previews of the wrestling shows that I attend. They're mostly going to be indie wrestling shows, but I occasionally attend a WWE house show that comes to Cape Girardeau or maybe even St. Louis, and I've been to All In and All Out, so maybe some AEW events will kind of be talked about on here sometimes. Uh, You can also expect to hear some of the stories from these wrestling events that I've been to and some of the wrestlers that I've met. For example, there's that one time where I met the Gorillas of Destiny from New Japan Pro Wrestling and Haku was there and he was doing poses like the Tongan Death Grip. Go look that up if you don't know what that is. And basically Haku almost ripped my head off, but... I'll tell you the rest of the story another day, so make sure you stay tuned, winky face. So when I go to these wrestling events, I'm not always alone. I might have some of my friends, perhaps Donald, who likes to call himself Big Nasty. I might have Noah with me, or heck, Big Lee might even be there, so... You could probably expect to see some of them on probably expect to see some of them on the podcasts in the future. And last but not least, you can certainly expect to see some special guests on this show. I have talked to a couple wrestlers already. I'm not gonna name them, but like I said, stay tuned. Uh, you can get some updates. I've got a Facebook page, so go like Four Sides Podcast on Facebook. 
And you can follow on Twitter at Four Sides IV. That is all lowercase. I do not have Instagram or Snapchat right now, so that is out of the question. Maybe in the future, but not at the moment. I don't really care about those social media platforms personally. But anywho, that's kind of an introduction, so that's not going to be all of the podcasts. I got a couple things I'd like to talk about to just kind of make this a lengthy, worthwhile recording. So what I'm going to talk about first is the wrestling show that I went to this past weekend. Uh, It was on January the 18th. It was in Afton, Missouri. It was Glory Pro Wrestling presents the David Lee Memorial Tournament. So David Lee is the dad of Kevin Lee Davidson, or KLD for short. Um, Kevin is a wrestler up in the St. Louis area, and he's also one of the owners of Glory Pro Wrestling and... I've known him for quite some time, and he's always, always been a class act to me, so it was awesome to, it was awesome to be there that night to show my support and kind of, in a way, give back to Kevin for all that he does for the fans. So whenever I do reviews for the shows that I go to, I'm going to talk about the matches that happen from the opening match to, of course, the main event. I'll introduce the match, and I'll just... Talk about some of the strong points or maybe even some of the weak points in the match, if necessary. Which you're not really going to hear a lot of that at Glory Pro because uh, Glory Pro always has such amazing shows. I don't rem- I don't ever remember seeing a bad Glory Pro wrestling show. But anyways, the David Lee Memorial Tournament itself was an eight-man single elimination tournament. And we started off with a first round match. It was Kevin Lee Davidson versus Everett Connors. It was a good opening match and each guy each guy got their stuff in. Uh, Everett Connors, he's obviously a smaller guy than KLD, but he surprisingly put up a great fight against the much, the much larger guy. Uh, Everett Connors... Of course, once a regular at Glory Pro, actually a former United Glory Tag Team Champion alongside DJZ. So, it was it was good to see him come back. I see him a lot at St. Louis Anarchy, but not very many other places these days. So, yeah, good to see Everett Connors back. But Everett Connors wasn't able to get the win. KLD gets the win. He advances to the next round. So the next first round match was Mike Outlaw versus Airwolf. And these are two guys that I've been watching for probably a couple years now. I've mostly seen Mike Outlaw at Glory Pro as a tag team guy being in No New Friends. But he's recently been, he's recently transitioned into a, a singles competitor at Glory Pro Wrestling. And I gotta say, I'm absolutely digging it. He's... He's been putting on some pretty good matches lately, and it's just good to see, like, a guy be a tag team wrestler for so long, and then he's able to shine on his own. He's able to shine on his own as well. And I think 2020 is going to be a pretty special year for him. Um, Airwolf, I can't can't say enough great things about that guy. Uh, Super athletic. 
I first saw him whenever he was he was kind of a breakout star. So first of all, like I've seen several guys break out. Like I've seen uh, Marco Stunt, I've seen Blake Christian, and so many others. It, it, it's just awesome to see guys on a smaller level and see how much they grow. Like Marco Stunt, perhaps I seen him at a CCW show here in Cape, and I mean now as I'm recording this, he's he's on the Jericho cruise. And he was on a he's on AEW Dynamite, and that, that's really awesome. Anyways, uh, back to my point. Uh, Airwolf, he's wrestling all over the place now, and I can't I can't even hardly keep up with where he's at anymore. It's, it's so awesome seeing guys grow. But this but this was another good match. There was a little bit of a scare in the crowd because Airwolf kind of had a little bit of a rough landing. I think he landed on, like, his shoulder or his neck. I think it might have been, like, a back body drop or something. But, anyways, the match went on, and he was he was fine. The match kind of kept the momentum of the show going. Uh, Airwolf picks up the win and advances to round two. Uh, the next first round match was Paco versus Dan the Dad. Now, Dan the Dad... That is Danny Adams' new gimmick where, well, he's everyone's favorite dad. So he uh, he grounds his opponents. He comes out wearing, he wears these glasses, he wears a ball cap. He's got the Cardinals jacket and, oh, he's got the most amazing white shoes and the khaki shorts. Uh, he also wears this belt. And there's a spot in the matches where he'll take the belt off and he'll spank the opponent's ass with it. Kind of, you know, kind of like Dad used to do you whenever you got bad grades on your report card. Yeah. Paco, on the other hand, well, he's probably the most hated guy in Glory Pro right now. And it's funny because that used to be Danny Adams when... Danny Adams turned on Paco during the early Glory Pro days when they were together as Alpha Class. If you've been a Glory Pro fan since the beginning, you know what that is. If not, uh, you can go on IWTV and catch up. IWTV is independent wrestling TV, by the way. Anyways, it was it was one of those things where... I was there at the present, and I didn't necessarily appreciate that factor in the match. But looking back on it now, it's just, wow, why didn't I think of that? But it's nice to see these two guys face each other again. With the rose flipped, of course. Uh, this was another good match. Kept the momentum of the show going. Uh, Dan, at one point, was outside the ring with Paco, and Dan was... Putting Paco against, well, the ring apron, the barricades, and everything. Well, they had barricades that night, by the way, because it was in Missouri instead of Illinois. And if you're in Missouri, you gotta have the barricades. If you're in Illinois, it's whatever. But anyways, I'm, I stand up and I shout, Damn, bring him over here! Because I'm a mark like that. 
So Dan brings Paco over by me, leans him against the rail that's in front of me, and I get my camera out. I turn it to selfie, turn the video on, and then Dan just pow hits him with the hardest chop ever. It was awesome that I got that on video, and it, it seemed like Dan actually waited until I got the video ready to do it. So, uh, Dan, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. And uh, I was saying that some of you probably know me personally. If you're Facebook friends with me, you can look at my video album called Things I Say at Wrestling Events, and that video was on there. So the result of the match, the bad guy, Paco, as he does... He's able to take a shortcut, and he rolls up Dan the Dad for the three count, using the ropes as leverage illegally. But, I mean, he won the match. He advances to the semifinals, so I guess that's what's important. It's not always about how you win, it's about winning. So the final first round match was Myron Reed versus Jake Lander. Woo, that sounds amazing, doesn't it? I know. But unfortunately, I missed the first part of this match as I was at the concession stand because, you know, I was hungry and big boy gotta eat. Honestly, there's not really a whole lot to say about this match except, I mean, it was a solid match. It was exactly what you would imagine when you see Myron Reed versus Jake Lander on the card. Two of my favorite high flyers at the moment. Uh, Myron Reed picks up the win with an avalanche Spanish fly to advance. And I, I don't think I've seen Myron Reed pull out that move in a while. So it's good to see some old school Myron Reed. So taking, taking a break from the tournament action. Uh, Halal Beefcake defended their United Glory Tag Team titles. Which apparently they drove 10 hours 10 hours through a snowstorm to do so because the person that was sitting behind me after they cut that promo, like, every five minutes, they was all like, Come on, you know, Beef Jerk, you gotta retain the titles. You guys drove 10 hours through a snowstorm. Yeah, okay, so, like, it was... The match was originally supposed to be Halal Beefcake versus the besties in the world versus the four-star heroes. But the besties in the world were unable to make it due to defending the Evolved Tag Team titles elsewhere. And the four-star heroes were unable to make it, I guess because of the weather. Oh, come on, but, but Halal Beefcake drove 10 hours through a, a snowstorm. Come on, man, to prove they're the best. So filling in for them, it was, it was Camaro Jackson, it was Kenny Alfonso, it was Alpha Omega, uh, reunited in Glory Pro once again. I mean, it was obviously disappointing to... Not see my favorite tag team, the besties, but I mean, I've always enjoyed Alpha Omega, and I've missed them. To be, I've missed them being together. I actually saw Kenny uh, a few months ago at a show, and I was like, "Hey, Kenny, what's up, man?" And I'm like, "So, so do you and Camaro not team up anymore? Because it's like I only see one of you or the other." And he just kind of got a crack out of that. He's like, ah, "It is what it is." But it was it was good to see them back together. It was a good good back and forth match. The Halal Beefcake controlling at first, and then Alpha Omega coming back, and then yeah, just switching control. It was 
good classic babyface versus heel match. Uh, Halal Beefcake ends up retaining the titles after a miscommunication between Camaro and Kenny. Uh, with the miscommunication, th- there wasn't a heel turn or anything, so hopefully this isn't the end of Alpha Omega and Glory Pro because I love Alpha Omega. I don't want to see them split up or anything like that. So we took a brief intermission and then we came back to some tournament action. We had Airwolf taking on KLD in a semi-final match. And honestly, this this was match of the night for me. These two absolutely killed it. Uh, two, two big spots in the match that I remember. There was this ring post spot where like... So if you're a wrestling fan and you're listening to this, you obviously know the spot where... The guy leans against the ring post, and the other guy's getting ready to chop him, but he moves, and the guy hits the ring post with his hand really hard, and it makes everybody go, (gasps) So, KL, no, it was Airwolf that was leaning against the ring post. KLD goes to chop him, and Airwolf moves, but KLD stops himself at the last minute, points at his head, he's like, Ah, I'm using my brain, I'm thinking. And then Airwolf just grabs KLD's hand, slams it into the ring post. And I'm just like, what? What? Just freaking out. Because I like to get into the action, you know. But I I thought that was a pretty creative spot. I've never, well, at least not to my knowledge, I haven't seen any spot like that before. It was was creative, original. I really enjoyed it. Uh, The second spot from the match that I really enjoyed was... Basically, KLD throwing Airwolf over the barricade into these chairs that were empty, thankfully, because that could have been a lawsuit. But yeah, I, I always love seeing brutal stuff like that. Anyways, it was another one of those sort of David versus Goliath situations where, you know, David puts up a good fight. Uh, Kevin ended up winning this match. Actually hit his finisher out of nowhere, which I love seeing finishers come out of nowhere. Uh, Kevin Lee Davidson advances to the finals. And the other semifinal match we have is Myron Reed versus Paco. It was one of those, another one of those good classic babyface versus heel matches. Uh, heel controls the match. Babyface gets the upper hand for a bit. Heel regains control, etc., uh, Myron Reed hit the Spanish fly again on Paco, but unlike the last match he had, uh, this wasn't enough to get the job done. Paco kicked out, and then Paco ended up hitting his finisher, the Samoan driver, but Hot Fire Myron Reed ended up kicking out of that. So after a little more back and forth, uh, Myron, he was able to get a roll up on Paco, pin him for the one, two, three, get the win, moving on to the finals. Uh, not the, I mean, by all means, not the fanciest match, but, you know, matches don't necessarily have to be super fancy. They can, they can just be old school sometimes. I mean, I'm one of those guys where, like, I, I can enjoy some old school wrestling in 2020. Not that the match was necessarily old school, but just kind of, kind of the aspect of it, I guess. But, anywho... Once again, taking a break from some tournament action to give Kevin and Myron a little time to rest up before the finals. We have a women's match. It was 
the newcomer Elena Black versus Glory Pro mainstay Shay Sheen. Now Shay Sheen, she's she's been one of my favorite women's wrestlers for quite some time, and I can probably say I've been following her career since close to when she started. Uh, she brought out this new ring, this new ring gear. Uh, she was the white dragon, the little white dragon for the night. Uh, it gave everybody Yu-Gi-Oh vibes and it, it was super awesome. It was, I, I always love it whenever a wrestler changes up their attire. It's like they, they go through the apron and it's like, ah, oh, they gotta do, they gotta do outfits. So awesome. Uh, I love it. Uh, something else that I love is, uh, Elena Black's in-ring ability. Uh, Elena Brett, ugh, Elena Brett, wow, I'm gonna make a sign that says that next time. <laughs> Elena, I'm not editing that out either, because that, that's just way too funny. Elena Black, uh, she's a recent breakout from, I think it's the Freelance Wrestling up in Chicago, their training program. Uh, shout out to Freelance, by the way. Uh, she's been the Glory Pro a couple times, and even though she hasn't picked up a win yet, as of before the David Lee Memorial Tournament event. Uh, she's been very impressive in Glory Pro. Has impressed a lot of people. It's impressed me. Uh, a good showing by both women in this match. Uh, Elena Black, she picks up the win after... Well, she used some sort of... I guess it was a magic card to... I guess she paper cut or did some magic trick to Shea Sheen. I, I was a little... Honestly, I was kind of a little confused about the finish, but that's probably just because I'm not personally into magic and stuff, and so I don't really understand the gimmick, but I, I will eventually. What What's most important to me is Elena Black's good in the ring, and I, I, I enjoy watching her in-ring ability in the matches. Anyways, congratulations to Elena Black for picking up her first win in Glory Pro. So right before the main event, we had a fatal four-way. We had PB Smooth, Pretty Boy Smooth, versus Baracus, versus The Kenway, versus Devin Monroe. And Camaro Jackson was originally supposed to be in this match, but of course he was in the United Glory Tag Team title match. Uh, this was a great fatal four-way, in my opinion. Uh, fatal four-ways are... They're not necessarily always the easiest thing to pull off, but all four of the wrestlers did they did awesome. You had the you had the fan favorite Devin Monroe getting pushed around by the hated guy uh in Matt Kenway. You had the big old hoss fight between Baracus and Pretty Boy Smooth, and as a big guy, I gotta support my big guy wrestlers. I feel obligated. And eventually in the match, you had Devin and Kenway, of course, having to put their differences aside uh, to take on the larger threats in Pretty Boy, Smooth, and Baracus. So, you know, simple storytelling in a match like that, it can, it can just make a match good. It can make a match good like that. Like, you don't always have to have the super fancy moves. Sometimes it's just the story itself. And that's exactly what made this match awesome for me. Uh, Devin Monroe picks up the win in this match. His first Glory Pro win as well. 
So the main event was the finals of the David Lee Memorial Tournament. It was Hot Fire Myron Reed versus KLD Kevin Lee Davidson. Another David versus Goliath match. And this match, because KLD was out with an injury last year, if some of y'all know that. When KLD came back from injury, he made a list of people he wanted to face. And Myron Reed was on that list, so I kind of figured that this would be the opportunity to cross that one off the list. So, it, it was so much more awesome seeing that match take place. Cause just because of knowing that part. Uh, no Spanish fly from Iron this time though, but he did jump over the top rope to hit that cutter on KLD. Uh, KLD was standing on the apron, and Myron ended up taking him to the floor. It was a really, I think it was a really well executed spot considering how limited of room they had, especially with the barricades and stuff. Uh, Myron Reed showed great resilience in this match as KLD hit not just one, but he hit two finishing moves on Myron and Myron still kicked out. But despite Myron's resilience, Goliath was able to defeat David as KLD put away Myron Reed to win the David Lee Memorial Tournament and also earning a future shot at the Crown of Glory Championship. After the match, KLD and Myron, they shook hands, they hugged, they showed respect to one another, and I really I really enjoy seeing that at the end of a hard-fought match. KLD, of course, he gives a post-match speech in front of his hometown fans. KLD expresses emotion and thanks everyone for coming out to the event. And that was a good closing to the night. Uh, that was... Until KLD got attacked by Karam, who is the bodyguard and manager of Hakeem Zayn. And I want to apologize if I mispronounced his name. Uh, the crowd erupted in booze as Karam beat down KLD. And despite it being a family-friendly show, I even saw a guy give Karam the double birds. Uh, getting into the action and stuff, like... Okay, so for those of you that are listening that may not may not be familiar with wrestling, uh, there's there's I like to say there's two sides of being a wrestling fan because like there's just with the internet and everything there's just so much more out there for fans to get exposed to. Uh, there's a part where the fan gets into the action and then. There's a part where, like, you know, the fan's not an idiot. They know, they know things that are going on. Like, like they know if somebody gets hurt in the ring. They know if a guy says something controversial, but it's like, you know, he he's just trying to get booze from the crowd. He doesn't really mean it. But anyways, there was a part of me where. You know, I, I was pissed off at Karam for what he did. Uh, I actually talked to Shay Sheen after the show, and <laughs> she kind of she kind of had the same thoughts. She kind of had the same. She she was pissed too. Uh, and I gotta say, everybody that gets into the wrestling business has been a fan at some point, and 
I would, I'm not in the wrestling business, but just as long as I've been a wrestling fan, like if I were to get into the business, I would ultimately always be a fan at heart. If that makes sense. But anyways, the other side, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do with this story because, I mean, Karam, he, he's a big guy. He's got a good look to him. He's got potential. So, I mean, I'm glad Glory Pearl sees that. And I think it's going to lead to some classic storytelling between two big guys. And it's, it's going to be awesome. Uh, if you want to... Check out Glory Pro Show sometime. Uh, you can like Glory Pro Wrestling on Facebook, or you can follow them on Twitter at We Are Glory Pro for updates. The next show that they'll be doing is actually on Sunday, March the first, at the Collins Club in Collinsville, Illinois. You can get your tickets for that at www.gloryprowrestling.com. I'm not going to talk about the matches right now. We'll get to that in the future. What I want to do right now is a little segment where basically I'm saying, you know, you guys aren't idiots. You know that when people talk for long amounts of time, they have to take drinks. So this is a little segment that I like to call... Cracking open a cold one with the boys. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to take a drink of... Uh, what I've got right now is a Diet Dr. Thunder. You know, now that I think about it, I might do this segment every show and just be drinking something different every time. Just kind of, you know, something small. The small things in life, you know. Ah, that is very, very nice. I love, I love my Diet Dr. Thunder. Off-brand sodas, they're not bad. They're cheaper. And, I mean, they don't taste the same as the brand sodas, but, I mean, they're not crap, guys. Save some money. Drink off-brand. Support, support the indie sodas. (laughs) Support the indie sodas. (laughs) Okay, so... We review the show, so what we're going to do now is we're going to preview a show coming up this Saturday that I'm going to be going to. It is it is CCW's One Night Riot 3. It's going to be Saturday, January the 25th, and it's, it's a stacked card. I would even go as far to say that it's arguably one of the most stacked cards in CCW's history that isn't a super show. You've got WWE Hall of Famer, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. He's coming in. It hasn't been announced what he's going to be doing besides uh, doing photo ops and autographs. But, I mean, it, it's CCW. You never know what he's going to do. Um, you've also got former WWE superstar Carlito coming in. He's actually going to be wrestling a match. He'll be doing pictures and autographs as well. And you never know. He might throw himself into not the 20. This year, it's going to be 30 men. And even women because a little bit's been announced for the match. And you you never know who's going to be in. You never know who's going to show up at CCW. 
you never know who's going to be in the 30-person one-night riot match. Carlito might even throw himself in there. That would be pretty cool to see him pull some double duty. But anyways, for the previews, I'll kind of do the same as I do for the reviews, except I will likely pick who I think is going to win the match. And usually the next show we do, I'll, do, I'll obviously do a review of that show as well. So we'll run down the card real quick. And there's actually some cards subject to changes on here. So I'll get one of those out of the way right now. Uh, the original match was supposed to be a fatal four-way for the men's title. And the reason I say men's title, it's supposed to be the women's title, but they kind of got a thing going on right now where uh, a guy holding a guy's holding the belt, so he renamed it the men's championship. Uh, you want to find you want you want to find out what that's about? Uh, show up at a CCW show sometime. So the the men's champion Trent Daniels was originally scheduled to defend the title against Lil Bit, Cameron Brane, and AEW star Melanie Cruz. But Melanie Cruz, due to some unfortunate circumstances, she is unable to make it this Saturday. Uh, there was a post on CCW's Facebook page about it. Uh, she feels bad about it, and she plans on returning to CCW in March. Um, also, Cameron Brane is currently injured, so she will also be out of the match. Want to wish her a speedy recovery, of course. So um, it's just gonna it's just gonna be Trent Daniels defending the title against Little Bit this time around. Uh, there's actually some history between these two if you remember the red devil's revenge 4 show uh trent daniels defended that same title against Lil bit and trent daniels used an illegal weapon so he ended up being disqualified and was was escorted out of the event by the police which was really really funny a uh, little bit ended up winning that match by disqualification, but uh, you cannot win a championship on a disqualification unless special circumstances say otherwise. So this is this is a rematch between the two, and maybe maybe it'll go different this time. But my my pick for this match is uh, nothing and nothing against little bit, but. I'm going to have to go with Trent Daniels on this one because uh, just the momentum he has going into the show and the title reign he's had so far. I just don't I just don't think it's logical for him to lose the championship yet. So the next match is also a card subject to change. It is well, it was originally supposed to be Logan Stunt versus the Russian Wrecking Ball, Norman Meklakov. But very, very unfortunate news here. Announced on CCW Live last night. Uh, Norman Meklakov is dealing with a broken collarbone right now. Which, that is a very, very serious injury. Um, I've seen Meklakov 
a good number of times. I've talked to him at the gimmicks table. He's always been su- such a nice guy. Obviously, he's a heel, but just outside of the wrestling ring, he's just such an awesome guy. So I definitely, definitely want to wish him a speedy recovery and I hope he makes it back to the ring because I'm not going to lie, a collarbone injury is, again, one of the most serious injuries in wrestling. So anyways, Logan Stunt is going to be taking on a mystery opponent, which if you if you know CCW, you know that they've got tricks up their sleeves, and being that Mulaney Cruz got pulled from the show, uh, you never know, it might be a big name coming in, it might not be a big name, it's kind of hard to tell who it's going to be right now, um, that match is one that I'm actually not going to make a prediction on at the moment, because I just don't have enough to go on for that one, it'll be good to see Logan stunt back though, I enjoy seeing Logan stunt. Uh, we've got a triple threat match, triple threat tag team match for the CCW Tag Team Championships. You got the defending champions of House 100, the LA Hustlers, Bradley Diggs and Lamont Potts. You've got the King's Court, uh, Gage Robertson and Addison Kane. And then you've got the newly reunited team, and I say reunited because they used to team back in the day. I've done I've done my research. You've got Justin the Juice Smart and Dangerous Donnie Six, and according to CCW Live, they are being dubbed as Dangerously Delicious. Creative tag team name there. Uh, I think this is. I think this is definitely going to be a dark horse match because I, I don't I don't know if I want to say dark horse match, but it, it's it's going to be a good match I, I think because it's I mean it's a triple threat tag team match, so you know it's going to be kind of chaotic. <laughs> I mean chaos can be a good or a bad thing, but I think it's going to be a good kind of chaotic. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It'll be awesome to see Justin and Donnie teaming up. Of course, since they kind of were together in the past. And they were rivals in CCW for a bit. Uh, That's definitely going to be a tag team you're going to want to look out for. I could see them winning the tag team titles at a later date. But again, it's one of those things where it's about the momentum going into the match. And... It's hard to argue that the LA Hustlers have been probably the best CCW Tag Team Champions we've had. So, my pick for this match is going to be the LA Hustlers retaining the Tag Team titles. So, the next match you got is the CCW's Pure Open Weight Champion, the One True Champ, Missouri's Most Malicious, Brandon Barbed Wire, taking on... One of the special guests, former WWE superstar, Carlito. And I'll just say this. I said that I started going to CCW in 2016 when it first started. And one of the first guys, one of the first wrestlers that I met on a personal level was Brandon Barbwire. 
And Brandon, he's just he's just absolutely one of the greatest guys you will ever meet. And knowing Brandon for these past few years, uh, if there's one thing I know about him, it is that he does very, very well under pressure. Like, whether you want to cheer him or you want to boo him, like, honestly, I don't, I don't know if it makes much of a difference to him or not. He, he's just there because, like, it's what he loves doing. He loves, he loves wrestling. He loves his character. And he loves hurting people. <laughs> I'm just going to put it at that. Uh, this may be one of his biggest challenges that he's had since facing Matt Hardy back in 2017. Uh, Matt Hardy, of course, he was broken back then. That was actually right before Matt Hardy returned at WrestleMania 33. So it was cool to meet him and see him on a personal level before he went back to the big one. The big one, you know, because WWE's the big one. AEW's a big one too, but anyways. Uh, this will be, be an interesting match, definitely. Like... I love I love seeing a Brandon barbed wire match where like he's under pressure like he's got Austin Lane to worry about he's trying to get Austin Lane's attention because like if you were at the Delta show Austin Lane was apparently retiring and Brandon barbed wire's like hey you want to tag team with me and you can win the Ashley McClure Cup that night and then during the the finals, uh, Brandon turned on Austin Lane. Of course, that's been a very heated feud in CCW for a very long time. And it seems like Brandon's been trying to get Austin's attention, but... I, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Anything's possible. But right now, what Brandon's got to focus on is the former WWE superstar Carlito. Because, I mean, if he focuses too much on Austin Lane, I mean, Carlito could always... Carlito's got them tricks up his sleeve, too. I mean, he could walk out with that pure openweight championship. But with my personal experience of knowing Brandon and how he, how he reacts to pressure, my pick for this match, nothing against Carlito. I respect everything he's done. I think he's... An absolutely underrated in-ring performer. But I've got to go with Brandon Barbwire retaining the title in this match. So for the next match, we've got the heavyweight championship on the line. We've got Otis Crowley, the defending champion, another member of House 100, defending once again against Cash Borden. Now... Otis and Cash, they they had a match at the last CCW show in November, this past November. It was actually a street fight. Uh, Shannon Young, of course, the leader of House 100, the manager of House 100. Uh, Mr. 100, Shannon Young, that's why it's called House 100 if you aren't familiar with CCW. Uh, he came out and basically asked the camera lady, Allie, to 
record the match because he wanted Cash to he wanted Cash to see his loss afterwards, but ended up not going exactly that way. Uh, Cash Borden was able to pin Otis Crowley at first to seemingly win the CCW Heavyweight Championship. However, uh, bringing the camera out was actually sort of a good idea because Otis had his foot, it was either on the rope or under the rope to do a rope, to make a rope break. I don't remember the exacts, but uh, Mr. 100 showed the footage to the referee and of course the referee had to restart the match and uh, Otis Crowley ended up retaining the championship after that. So uh, Cash Borden's going to get a rematch. This is going to be not a street fight. It's just going to be a straight up wrestling match. So hopefully we'll get to see who the better man is in this match and hopefully this might bring some hopefully this is going to bring some resolution to this feud because Otis and Cash are two very violent guys and if they fought forever in CCW we might lose the arena building <laughs> but uh, my prediction on this like Cash Borden is probably one of my favorite wrestlers in CCW right now and I really really don't want to root against him I'm I'm not gonna root against him but I mean I don't want to bet against him that's what I meant to say but once again the the momentum it's gotta be about the momentum and that's why I've got I've gotta pick Otis Crowley to win for this match because honestly I don't see Otis losing the title anytime soon because I mean, he, he's, he's just been on a roll since he's been back. Besides that, besides that reversed loss against Cash, like, Otis hasn't lost a single match since he's come back, uh, to my knowledge. Unless you want, unless he was a part of that six-man tag team match, or eight-man in Charleston that was like six seconds, but, you know, I, I don't count that as a, as a loss for Otis. Uh... So last but not least, you have the 30-man and woman one-night riot match. Of course, the past two one-night riot matches have been 20 people. This year, we're, we're up in the ante. We're doing 30 people. And we have got people coming in from all over the place. We've got people coming from Kansas City. We've got... The Infinite, we've got Aaron Clay and Calvin Aldridge from Casey's Realist. I mean, I think Calvin Aldridge is supposed to be in it anyways. He, he was previously announced, but I'm looking at this picture with everybody that's been announced for the match. And I'm not seeing Calvin on here. So I don't know if he was another cancellation that wasn't mentioned, but I mean... If you want to find out for sure, show up at the arena building Saturday, January 25th. You'll find out first there, or you can tune into my podcast next week. But I'd rather you show up to the show and have a good time, because CCW, always a good time. Anyways, you've got people coming up from Tennessee. You've got uh, Derek King, and you got the returning Sexy Sarge O'Reilly, a CCW original. 
uh, one of my, you know, everybody's one of my favorites. <laughs> but I, I, I do love Sarge. I'm so happy he's coming back. Uh, you got some, you got some guys coming down from St. Louis, like you got Deacon Cash, and you got my big boy Baracus. Again, I, I love my big guy wrestlers. You got a debut in Brody Winter. Uh, again, you got Lil Bit in the match, so it's cool to see women getting representation in the One Night Riot match, of course. And then you've got some of your favorites, and maybe n not your favorites, from CCW. Like, you got Justin the Juice Smart, Donnie Six, you got Venom, you got the men's champion Trent Daniels, you got Chris Slammer and Dalton Anthony, the the Mega Brothers, is what they call themselves. Uh, you got the pure openweight champion, Brandon Barbwire, you got newcomer JJ Walker, you've got Zay Washington, he's actually coming up from Tennessee. He's kind of a CCW newcomer. He's been very impressive so far. Uh, you got another newcomer in Riser coming from, uh, actually, I think he's from Cape. I'm not 100% sure. Still learning about Riser. Uh, the first person to announce that they was going to be in the One Night Riot match was actually Mr. 100 Shannon Young, and... His, his motive for being in the match was to get some revenge against Jackson Crowley for, of course, the events that happened at Hardcore Halloween 3 where uh, Jackson nearly beat Mr. 100 to death <laughs> with with a chair and a, and a bat. There was a bat as well. Uh, you can actually watch that match on YouTube. It was Otis Crowley versus Jackson Crowley with... Uh, Mr. 100 in Otis's corner, and uh, ECW legend Raven was in Jackson's corner. Uh, Cape Championship Wrestling on YouTube. Uh, that match is on there. Uh, just recently announced, uh, you got Jackson Crowley, uh, former One Night Riot winner. He's going to be in the match. Can he possibly pull off back-to-back -back One Night Riot wins? And with 30 people being in this match, it's still some open slot. Ooh, actually, Lil Birdie on CCW Live last night told me that the King's Court and the LA Hustlers have also entered themselves into the One Night Riot match. So you're going to have all the participants from that Triple Threat Tag Team match in there. That's, that's going to be wild. You know, like, no matter the result of that tag team match, they're going to have unfinished business in that riot match. Uh, if you're not familiar with what a riot match is, if you're new to this, uh, it's basically like a Royal Rumble style match where two people start, a person comes out every 90 seconds or so. Uh, if you get thrown over the top, if you get thrown over the top rope and both of your feet hit the floor, you're eliminated and... Basically, the cycle of people coming out keeps happening until all 30 people have come out. And basically, the last man or woman standing gets a CCW Heavyweight Championship match at the Super Show 4 in April. So, here comes the difficult part for me. Uh, picking, picking a winner for this match. <laughs> a lot of people to pick from. I've been thinking about this for a while, and my pick 
for this match may be surprising to some of you. Uh, get ready for it. My pick to win the One Night Riot match is Mr. 100 Shannon Young. And I say this because it's not necessarily about what you do in the match or even how long you last in the match. It's about those tricks you've got up your sleeve. And Mr. 100, he's got several of them. Uh, think back to the 1999 Royal Rumble. Uh, Mr. McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin was in the match. They actually came out as the first two. Uh, I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna say what happened in that match because I'm not I'm not giving Shannon or Jackson any ideas. I am not gonna be responsible for that. But uh, if you got the WWE Network, go back and watch it. You'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, Mr. McMahon actually won that match. So, yeah, I I'm going with Mr. 100 for the reason of just having tricks up his sleeve. So that is going to be the lineup for CCW's One Night Riot 3. Uh, the event, again, takes place this Saturday, January the 25th. It's going to be at the AC Brassi Arena building in Cape Dorado. Uh, I would say you can get your tickets at capewrestling.com, but the online sales have ended. Uh... I'm pretty sure you can still buy meet and greets for Jimmy Hart and Carlito at the show. Front row seats are sold out, but I think there may be some second row seats left. And of course, there's general admission. And speaking of general admission, until sometime this Saturday morning at the Cape Girado Gaming Grounds location... You can go there and you can buy physical general admission tickets. They're 11 bucks a pop. And whenever you buy CCW tickets from Gaming Grounds, you also get 30% off uh, used game purchase. So go get that game you've always wanted and come to a wrestling event and have a great time like you've always wanted to. Because I know some of you probably always wanted to go to a wrestling event. So... Here's your opportunity. Uh, that's about all I've got for this episode, though. The first episode of Four Sides Podcast has officially... Well, we did it, guys. I mean, I never thought I'd record a full podcast episode. This is awesome. Uh, excuse my emotions. Uh, okay. This is awesome. I just want to thank you guys so much for if you made it all the way through. I hope it wasn't too unbearable. This is my first time doing a podcast. So, uh, of course, all feedback is appreciated. Just, I mean, make sure it's constructive feedback. Like, like my, my, my number one rule in life is uh, don't be a dick. So, yeah, just, just don't be a dick, please. <laughs> I'm learning... Anyways, make sure you like Four Sides Podcast on Facebook and make sure you follow on Twitter at Four Sides IV, all lowercase. Make sure you make sure you like the page and you follow on Twitter for some updates. Uh, if you're on Podbean, 
go ahead and go ahead and hit that follow button on Podbean as well, and you will you will get notified every time a podcast is uploaded. So there you go. Uh, thank you so much, guys. I really really appreciate all of your support. And next time we're gonna be reviewing CCW's One Night Riot Three. And I don't actually, I don't think I actually have any wrestling events coming up in the next couple weeks. So, I mean, we, we might talk about AEW versus NXT. How's that? How that's going? I might, I, I, I really don't know. This could go in any sort of direction. Uh, make sure you like and follow the pages for, for updates, of course. And... With that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up and bid you all adieu. Goodbye. Mwah. Good night. Bang. I'm a Kenny Omega Mark. I know. I accept it. I accept my fate. So be it. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> I hope to see you all this Saturday at CCW. If not, uh, I'll see you all here next week. Even though I can't see you guys through the computer screen or the microphone so like if you want to actually see me uh come to a wrestling event because you know uh see y'all next time even though you can't see through the computer screen or the microphone this is totally going to be my outro jingle for the podcast never mind (laughs) all right thanks guys